like it's been a minute since i've been in the chair and in the driver's seat people were starting to say look the show is really good without you <laughs> yeah, i tell you what yesterday's show was phenomenal i mean it was cool to be sitting in the airport with kai watching it and uh just the unbelievable conversation yesterday uh you did a great job hosting it without me and you know maybe you don't need me maybe i'll just get out of here see you well here's the thing man it started before you it'll end without you <laughs> This is just the way of the world. <laughs> you know, you but, know what shit happens. It's it only because Shay doesn't talk. All I needed somebody is to just sit on the screen. They don't even have You just to need talk. somebody else's face in the screen. You but don't actually is. need anybody else to they talk. Prove that. So he, here's what I will throw out to the huddle crowd that's here early and the regular crowd is shuffling in. Um, if you want to be a guest on the show with either me or Mark or both of us, let us know because, uh, you know, Jen reached out to, for a coaching thing. Hey, can I put this out there? Whatever. Yeah. She was blown away that I said, let's bring it to the huddle and really give it some some air. So, uh, you know, if you would like to be on the huddle, um, you know, if let you us know. Like to be a guest on the Newberg Daily Huddle. I feel like it's the end of like the Price is Right show where like they tell you to mail in your submission. Okay, well, <laughs> Mr. Noodleberg, I'm really glad that we have a shout out. Janine is here. Janine is coming to us from Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I'll be there next Monday uh, partying with them on Monday night, which they're throwing a really cool party. Sistel is the name of the company. They are uh, the deal in uh in the copier business thank you phil boatman for that introduction michelle shepherd's here so we're going to party with them on monday night and then tuesday morning we get down to business which uh janine said i spoke to her yesterday her son played baseball that was walk-up music let's get down to of business course. yeah so, uh, of course everybody welcome them to the huddle so Welcome to the huddle, guys. Glad to have you here this morning. And I, uh, well, sorry, I won't be there at the end of the month next week, but uh, it's a little close to the due well, date. Month. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Speaking of due dates, we are celebrating a birthday in the family today. But before we can get to the birthday, let's do some wake up music and then we'll come back and we'll celebrate the boy's birthday. Another sister in the house, Kara Spencer. Kara, good morning. Good morning, Kara. The the Sistel team is here, but I know that there's a very special birthday um, 
It is. The boy turned six today. Unbelievable. I can't believe that he is six. And uh, it was a great weekend. You know, I know you posted about it. Um, I posted some of the pictures. Just it was a fantastic experience. One of the best things of the weekend, though, was the gold belly. For those of you that have never experienced gold belly before, you guys can order from any restaurant, almost any restaurant in the United States. They will overnight the food to you in a you know frozen cooler. You get the food and you can cook whatever foods rest or whatever you know food from a restaurant that you want in your house. We did latkes from New York. We did uh, dogs from the, oh there they are beautiful yeah so we did I did we this did. yesterday just so you know you're repeating content <laughs> so, it was phenomenal it was absolutely notes, phenomenal when we do show notes do demerits <laughs> I didn't see you get to it I thought I was on yesterday and oh I think we absolutely, absolutely but so I was really pleased with it and we got to celebrate the fact that the boy was six did his own plane you know his own flight on a plane. Uh, for the first time here and back. So he is celebrating this morning in school with his friends. But I can't believe we have a six-year-old. And now we got another one on the way that's going to be here sometime in the next four weeks. Absolute insanity. Yeah, there's, um, you know, you know, here's the thing. And, and you got to pinch yourself, or at least I pinch myself. It was such a fabulous weekend with all of us. The, the bonds that tie you know, for many, many, many years, you were away, you were coaching football, you were living your life, you know, in another place. And I know, you know, that's just the way life is sometimes. But to, to be able to celebrate, go to your house and do the things that we're doing. It's not bullshit. Family is the most important thing to me. It drives me, it makes me want to do great things so I can do great things with my family. So, uh, you that know, is exactly a correct. That was my, that was my sentiment for my post yesterday was like, I've won championships and there've been big contracts that have gotten signed for big dollars. And all of that is great. None of it really fulfills the way a day like Saturday does where the family is here and we're grilling and we're experiencing together. Now you got to do things. And I loved what you talked about yesterday about having a purpose in life and being passionate and, and mixing those things to have a reason to get up, to go provide every day or do something that matters. But that's not the only thing I, I, so, I sacrificed a lot to do the thing that I wanted to do and missed a lot of guy. And there's no, there's no substitute. It's not, it's not worth it, in my opinion. So I am fortunate to get to speak from experience. You're 35, I'm 62. You know, having been there, I was programmed, climb the mountain, leave the house, go make a lot of money and support my family. Right. There was never anybody that said you could be with the family too. They were like, go. <laughs> Right. Go do, and I was okay with that. That was what I thought the sacrifice was, and you know, it came crashing down on me when I was thirty-four years old. And I said, "Look at all of this shit that I have." You know, I had everything, and I had nothing at the same time, which is why, you know, Aikigai and Misagi and all of these these thoughts thoughts become things. If you think of purpose, 
it becomes fun. It generates lots of unbelievable uh, happiness, if you will. And then, like I say, often, if you do what you love, the money follows. If you're going to work every day just to work, man, it is miserable. So it's good segue into the next conversation because not only is it Kai's birthday, but it's actually National Goof Off Day, which I don't know if there's anybody that's a bigger goof than you are, but that's not the point of the conversation. The point of the conversation is, is how do you celebrate goofing off? Should you goof off? Is goofing off something that's actually valuable to you? And oh, wouldn't you know that there's some articles and some learning out here about this? So here's the thing, you know, there's a time and a place for goofing off every day, you know, to think that, and this is part of what the, this great resignation is about. You can't expect people to just have the foot on the gas all the time. You got to take pit stops and pit stops are, listen, I would walk into the bullpen with my salespeople and go, shut it down. We're going to the movies. And everybody would look at me like I'm crazy. I go, let's go. You know, Pat Riley has been known to do that. Take a practice off and just do the unexpected. So goof off has a, has a, I think a bad connotation that it's like, oh, you're a goof off. You're not worth anything. Bullshit. Goofing off, man, makes the work better. So there's a growing body of research that suggests the longer you stay focused on a specific task, the less effective you become in that task. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, and, and this, so we learn in athletics, we learned about this. Like it used to be standard practice to have a three hour practice. That was the thing. You went out on the field for stretch. You didn't get off the field for another three hours. And as sports science evolved while I was in the business, we learned that that was actually really ineffective. And what you really wanted to do was figure out what was the load of work you were trying to accomplish, figure out how quick you could get that done. And it ended up being somewhere around a two hour practice, which saved us a whole hour. But James A. Levine, a professor at the Mayo Clinic, suggests that you work and wouldn't you get, would you guess it, concentrated 15 minute periods. Excuse me. Excuse me, anybody that's done our time boxing. <laughs> the process is not designed to be continuous, he tells the Times. It points out that the efficient, productive work is much more valuable than long hours of wasted or partially productive time. So you call them sprints, 15-minute sprints, right? Like, And that's the best part of – it's the best physical conditioning you can do for your body are sprints. You sprint a short distance, you recover, you get your breath back, and then you go and you sprint again, right? So it's interesting. So they call that interval training, you know, so intervals, you know, train your, your heart to recover. So there's recovery time. Then you go out, you do it. Last night, he played Philadelphia 76ers and Beeb and Harden did not play because there is a rule in the NBA, a loadout rule that yeah. guys don't have to play back to back. Because it's hard, man. It's that the physical nature. So recovery. recovery is so important. So when you work in this sprint, whether it be 15 minutes, whether it be 30 minutes, 45 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever that sprint is that you're going to work in, you shouldn't ever work in more than a 90-minute sprint. I'll give another shout-out to Eric Coram, who's done a ton of research and data, Dr. Eric Coram, 
who put out a ton of great content on Instagram and LinkedIn. If you guys aren't following him, but he talks about 90 minute sprints. Never should it be longer than 90 minutes. So then after that 90 minute sprint, you have to have a break in there. You have to have a transition. You have to have white space for those of you that have ever taken our time management, you know, or, or time management course. You got to have something in there that takes your mind away from it. That could be goofing off. You could literally get done with your 90 minute sprint of work and go outside and listen to a comedy session for 10 minutes. Like you could do anything with that time that would take your mind to another place that would allow you to refocus, be, get creative again, get into a different mindset to then go back to another sprint session of something that you were focused on. So again, new learning, new ideas. We're in a space now where like years ago, you know, if you were goofing off, you were, you got caught goofing off. Right. Like, oh my God. You're working all the time. Right. You know, like, <laughs> right. What? you know, so tell me people who are working from home, you're not goofing off you just don't get lost in social media fine go ahead if that makes you better the key to goofing off is to balance it with real work if you goof off Correct. all the time okay if you get Nothing caught, done. You all the day you know that's you know drink a beer eating potato chips watching seinfeld that that's goofing off all day correct but but if you were to take that time and instead of saying oh, okay i've got 10 minutes for lunch before i have to get back to my next working session you could say i got 10 minutes to watch a couple youtube videos i got 10 minutes to scroll my social media feed like my instagram feed is filled with nothing but entertainment really like i'm just constantly getting videos of cooking and working out and boxing and all of the things that i like to watch you could spend 15 minutes scrolling your feed just getting lost into some entertainment and then say, okay, bang, discipline to my calendar, discipline to my time, time to get back to whatever the next thing is. So, you know, um, Tony Nugent, who I love, um, he was the number two guy at MetLife. I was fortunate to meet him and sort of shoot the shit about how successful people become successful. He's managed, you know, people at MetLife all over the world. And he said... I can tell the successful ones I walk in, I can look at their calendar and know that they're successful. I have goof off time written in my calendar. You know, can you imagine looking at it in the old days going, goof off, you're fired. Correct. No, man, you can't. The pressure to be on all of that time, you gotta let the steam out. So I love this conversation. That's the 60-30-10 rule. It came from That's him, right? The 60-30-10 rule, right. Right. So that is him, and he's brilliant. He, you know, when he told it to me, I felt like I got hit by lightning. It was like, that's what I do. I just didn't package it the same way. So this is like, so this, the thought of happiness or the thought of the, like what you talked about yesterday, combining your passion, your purpose, you got to be able to prioritize. You got to be able to look at that stuff and understand what are your priorities. There's nothing wrong with scheduling 15 minutes to play with your dog. Like, shout out to, to Kim Dyke. What do we got? Oh, Barry Struhl. Look at what he says. So that's right. the question of the day. Is this goofing off or is it working? You tell me. Or is it both? Is, yeah. Or are you accomplishing? But are, are you having fun while you're learning something, while you're networking with people? Which, by the way, 
that's the reason why Sesame Street was so much so successful because kids were learning while they were having fun. Correct. Go figure. So, kindergarten, they figured it out in kindergarten. Same with us, man. You can have fun doing this stuff. So shout out to Kim who works with us. But Kim, one of her main priorities are her dogs. She's got like championship level dogs that she's training and working with that she has at home. They're important to her. In the middle of her day, she makes sure he, she has time to walk them for a half hour, to spend some time playing with them, working on their training. Is that considered work? Is that the wrong thing to do in the middle of the day? Absolutely not. Because I think this is going to take us to the next part of the conversation for the day, which is how do we define what's important for people to do? Can I share one story real fast? Yeah, absolutely. No, you can't. Back in the day, you know, I would get up in front of my sales group and I would say, hey, listen, if you hit your number, I don't give a shit where you are. You know, we were in the mobile phone business. We were out. We were crushing it. And I'll never forget it. Doug Littriello. One day, I'm, I need him. I'm calling him. I'm remember 911 texting. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I need you. This steam coming out of my ears. And he finally calls me back. And I say, where the F are you? He goes, I'm on the beach. On the beach. I'm like, <laughs> what, like what are you talking about? He said, you said, if you, if I hit my number, you don't care where I am. I said, you're right. I hung up the phone and you know, it's, so you got to as the leader, it's what it's the expectation that I set for my players. We would get, you know, we had time blocks inside of the practices that were dedicated to specific things. Every time block that we walked into, I let the guys know, here's what we got to get accomplished during this next eight minutes, the next 12 minutes, the next 15 minutes. I've got seven plays. We got to run these. We got to get these adjustments. I don't care if it takes three minutes or if it takes 15. We got to get this done. If it takes three, I'll blow the whistle and tell the head coach, we're done here. Time belongs to you now. So wow. they were in control of the tempo and pace of practice. They wanted to be out there for 15 minutes. I'm going to keep them out there for 15 minutes because it was all about the work. So that's where you told him he could hit his number and go – I think for leaders working with people, whether they're here, whether they're anywhere, it becomes what are the behaviors I'm asking you to do daily and where's my visibility into that? I don't I need you that. sitting in the office. I don't need to be sitting next to you. I need to know that you're accomplishing the things and the tasks or the, the activities and the behaviors that I've been asking you to do. If I have visibility to that somehow, some way, I don't care. I'm, I'm all you're doing what you need to do in order to be successful. That that's the future of how do we coach in a hybrid environment? How do we develop people? What are they focused on? How do we allow people to live this work life, work from home balance that everybody's going after now? So, you know, it's I go back to that banking reference, it's deposits and withdrawals. So if you've made enough deposits in a day. It's okay to withdraw some time for yourself. Time is money. We've heard that. You know, people are stealing your time all day long. If you don't allow that, you can use that time effectively for yourself to recover, regroup, you know, have a good time. You know, it's like, you know, when I see people schedule lunch for 90 minutes, who the hell eats lunch for 90 minutes? Right. Think 90 minutes. <laughs> right. You want to look at the time drains, you know, use it. Say, you know, I'm going to take that 90 minutes. I'm going to break it up all over the day into 15 minute things. And I'm going to be rejuved and ready. Boom, boom, boom. So uh, what a great topic. 
And I think for me, the takeaway is that goofing off has a negative uh, you know, connotation. And the reality is it's what we all should be doing. And right. I know healthy saying, don't say should. but you're correct that that's the thing that's going to create the most efficiency that's what's going to create the most production from people is when they feel like they're being rejuvenated as they're working and d says it's called trust d it's more than that like to me if if what makes athletics so successful and i wrote about this today in my post is that you get daily feedback on your activity daily Every single day, the people that I'm responsible for are not only getting real-time feedback when we practice, but they're also getting it when we go back into the film room and watch what we did again and critique it, celebrate it, educate about it. How do you do that in the business world? you got to have visibility. So most people are like, oh, well, visibility is micromanaging. Visibility is, is you know, you're, you're, you're making me do something so – no, 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 no. This is good for everybody. I'm not asking you to do it to make sure that you're doing it. I'm asking you to do it so I have visibility to it, so I can help coach you through it, which makes us all better. That's what the, the difference is. So it's interesting because I had a great conversation with the Sisters of Sistel, which is, I'm calling it that now. That's a new right. brand. The Sisters of Sistel about accountability. Where does accountability lie? Accountability, to this point, does not get pushed down because that's a lack of trust. That's just saying, I don't trust you to do it yourself. I think as a sales professional or a business professional, I want to be accountable to myself and I want someone to look at my stuff, the eye in the sky, the film don't lie. Boom, show me, how do I get better? What am I doing? You know, so accountability thing says, okay, I'm going to write it down. Here's my daily marching orders, which those of you who have been working with us know, Daily marching orders. These are the things I'm doing daily. By the way, what are they doing in football on the practice field? Daily yeah. practice. And then the eye in the sky and the coach look at it and say, here's what you're doing right. Here's what you're doing wrong. Here's how to get better. If you get better, you get paid more money. <laughs> every day. Every day. So that that to me is the big disconnect. And especially as we move further away. Like I'm not saying we have to go back to the office to do these things. Actually, the contrary. Like if we're talking about a sales organization, what are the behaviors we're asking you to do that I want visibility to? I want visibility to your videos that you're sending. I want visibility to the follow-up, to the to the content that you're creating, to the activity that you have in social media. I want visibility to it. I'm not asking you to give me a readout on everything, but I got to be able to see it somehow, some way, so that number one, I know that it's getting done, but number two, I'm going to review it. I'm going to comment on it. And I'm going to do my job as your leader in order to help you get better. You don't have to be in an office to do that. Most uh, Too many people think that that's why we have to go back. And it's really not. There's way too much technology and, and the ability to do things out there now and have visibility than we ever had before. Do we go to overtime or we stick it? We going? What are no. we doing? We're good. We're good. We'll, we'll go out on the music. It was a great conversation. Time box, goof off. Have a great day. Excellent noodle birthday. Make it happen, baby. Let's what, get What else down. could you want on a Tuesday? Shay, take it away with some Let's Get Down to Business. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So
let's get down, let's get down to business. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a minute.